Hello and welcome to the Newsmax Daily for Monday, February 12th, 2024, a day that more than 16 million Americans are skipping work due to yesterday's Super Bowl partying. And with the game going into overtime, that probably didn't help much. After a pretty uneventful first half, it turned out to be a pretty exciting game for the most part. Personally, I wanted the 49ers to win, which I think I mentioned back on Friday, but Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs and the Chiefs Nation. Obviously, they have a lot of great players, and there's no denying how awesome Patrick Mahomes is at this point, right? But they also have a phenomenal coaching staff who deserve a lot of credit. Ken over at Newsmax, who helps produce the podcast, is a Kansas City fan, so Congratulations, Ken. Some people may also be skipping work today to celebrate President Abe Lincoln's birthday, especially in Illinois, where today is an official state holiday. Lincoln was born in Kentucky, but started his political career in Illinois. Lincoln's birthday and George Washington's birthday on the 22nd, as you know, or probably know, got rolled into one President's Day holiday that the rest of the country celebrates on the third Monday of this month. That happened back in 1971. You may be old enough to remember when they were celebrated individually before that. And one of the many big headlines today, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin rushed back to the hospital yesterday, taken to the critical care unit of Walter Reed Medical Center in Maryland, so far described only as an emergency bladder issue. The Pentagon says the Defense Secretary did transfer his duties to his deputy, Kathleen Hicks, And this time, word was quickly shared with the White House and Congress. And former President Donald Trump making headlines again this weekend as he held a get-out-the-vote rally in Conway, South Carolina. Well, thank you very much. South Carolina, we've had a great relationship with South Carolina. Thank you very much. And I'm thrilled to be back in this beautiful state. We love this state. With thousands of hardworking, God-fearing American patriots. And thanks to proud citizens like you last month, we won Iowa by the largest margin in GOP history. We then went to a beautiful place New Hampshire, with more votes, we won it, with more votes than any candidate has ever gotten in the history of the New Hampshire primary. That's good. As you probably heard two days ago, we won everything in the Virgin Islands, a nice place, beautiful place. Would you like to go sometime? We'll all go together. Now we won everything in the Virgin Islands, and then we had a great night, day, month, year, decade in Nevada. We love Nevada. 99% in the Nevada caucuses. We even won the primary that we didn't participate in. We won the primary by 48 points, and we didn't participate in it. It was very nice. I think I was known as, not this name. (laughs) No, we won the primary by a lot. We didn't have much competition, to be honest with you. But 
But we got more votes than anybody in Nevada in the caucuses. We got more votes than anybody in the history of that. So, so far, we're breaking every record. And I have a feeling we're going to do that again, right, Henry, in South Carolina? We're going to do it again. I think so. We don't have much competition, I will tell you. Turned out we have a lot less competition than we thought. 14 days from now, each and every one of you is going to get out and vote and deliver a gigantic win right here in South Carolina. And this November, we're going to win the White House and we're going to take back our country. We're going to take it back. Terrible. Terrible what's been happening. Voting for South Carolina begins, the primary begins, you got to get out. We want to send a signal for November. We just want to send, we want to win this thing so big, we want to send a signal because we have to take back. They are destroying our country. This man is destroying our country. So on Monday, go vote. Early voting, go vote. Let's not forget that this week we also had another massive victory that every conservative should celebrate. We crushed crooked Joe Biden's disastrous open borders bill. As you can hear, the crowd was very enthusiastic. And one thing that I've noticed about the Trump rallies over the last several months, it seems like at every rally now, there are more and more younger people in the crowd, which is really a good thing for a lot of different reasons. But among other travesties, Biden's horrendous border plan would have allowed millions and millions. This is the worst border plan I've ever seen. You know, you don't need a bill or a plan. All you have to do as president say, shut the border, like I did. I said, shut the border. You don't need bills and plans. Would have allowed millions of illegal aliens a year flooding unchecked across our borders. Virtually unlimited number of illegals from countries such as Somalia, the Congo, Libya, Yemen, and Iran. A lot of people coming in from Iran, a lot of people coming from China, a lot of people coming from Russia. You know, it's interesting. They're coming from these places. Uh, Sadly, I I don't want to say this to the women. I don't want to insult the women, but there are very few women coming in. They're almost all men, 18 to 25. That means fighting age. That's fighting age. So they have something planned, and uh, we're not going to stand for it. They are destroying our country. This group of fascists, they're destroying our country. They talk about democracy. Biden is bad for democracy because he's grossly incompetent. That's why he's bad for democracy. He is bad for democracy. Plus, he uses DOJ and FBI and everything he can to go after an opponent. And nothing has ever happened like that in this country. Now, it does happen in third world countries and banana republics, but so far it hasn't, but it's happened here. And it's, I think it's reverberating against him. I look, I looked at the polls. I think, I think it's actually been the very, it's hard to say it's good to be indicted, but it sure as hell has helped the polls, hasn't it? Because I've never had polls like that. No, he's bad for democracy and it would have given him new authority, the bill would have given him new authority to grant mass asylum, which by the way, bird brain loves mass asylum. There's nothing nice about her. I will never run against President Trump. He is a great president, the greatest president in my lifetime, which is actually quite a bit now. The 
the greatest president in my lifetime, she said. I will never run against him. Then she comes over to see me at Mar-a-Lago. Sir, I will never run against you. She brought her husband. Where's her husband? Oh, he's away. He's away. Where, what happened to her husband? What happened to her husband? Where is he? He's gone. He knew. He knew. But no, think of this. Think of this. I will never run against you, sir, but it's all over tape. We've got like 19, ver the great Dan Scavino, he made 19 versions of it. I will never run against him. Will you run against him? I will never. A little while later, uh, I'd like to announce my candidacy. We don't need people like this. Trump criticized Nikki Haley in her home state and talked up current governor Henry McMaster. But he became the governor and you're one of the most popular governors and maybe the best governor in the whole country. And of course, he also spoke about the biggest story of the week and weekend, the special counsel report in President Biden's document case. As you probably know, two days ago, the Biden Department of Injustice let Crooked Joe off the hook for some of his very egregious crimes, including his brazen theft of classified documents long before he was ever president. He's been doing this for 50 years. They couldn't believe it. I remember a certain senator got up and said, no way he did that. No way. But he did it. He took him when he was a senator. You can't do it. Now, in my case, I'm covered by the Presidential Records Act. I'm allowed to do what I do. But he wasn't covered. He was a vice president, not covered, and he was a senator. But this is yet more proof that we have a weaponized two-tier system of justice in this country. Crooked Joe got off scot-free. Now, I don't know if you call it scot-free. They said he was a mental basket case. Okay, so I wouldn't say it's totally scot-free. In fact, I think maybe if I had my choice, I'd take the other. I'd go through a little process, but that's better than what happened. But they said he was a uh, disaster mentally, and he willfully stole gigantic numbers of classified documents, willful. But because of his condition mentally, is this guy going to make it to the starting gate, seriously? Well, it shows you the power of incumbency, doesn't it? If that, if that happens, it's just sort of an incredible thing. But I, I've been saying no, but you never know. Donald Trump speaking at a Get Out the Vote rally in Conway, South Carolina, where early voting actually began today. Primary day is February 24th. Biden already won the Democratic primary there last week. And I totally agree with Trump. And I've been saying this for a long time. If you've been listening to the podcast, I do think that Joe Biden will eventually be replaced as the Democrats candidate. And I still think that it could very well be Michelle Obama. The special counsel's report on Biden's mental health continued to dominate the news shows over the weekend. South Carolina Congressman Ralph Norman spoke about it with our Tom Basile on America Right Now. Congressman, uh, no, no charges uh, came out of this investigation, uh, but we did see a deeply troubling depiction of the president's uh, cog cognitive state in this report. Uh, it, it describes the president uh, as an elderly man with a poor memory, saying that he couldn't remember when he was vice president and other details about his life, associates and career. Your colleague, Congresswoman Claudia Tenney, has called for the cabinet to invoke the 25th Amendment to remove the president uh, from office. That's likely not going to happen. Um, but, you know, is, 
is that a, would that, that be a smart move anyway? Uh, because as a com- President Kamala Harris, really what we need right now. Well, first of all, it shows a two-tiered system of justice, uh, one for Democrats and one for Republicans. Uh, secondly, this isn't—Joe Biden's been showing uh, the fact of what Americans are seeing now for a long time. They just are now reporting it. It's a scary time for the American people. It's a scary time for Americans and for the country in general because others see weakness and are going to take advantage of it. As far as the 25th Amendment— it sounds good, Tom, but it takes uh, Kamala Harris to agree and the Biden administration, uh, the cabinet post, vote on it. They're the ones that were appointed by Joe Biden. So the odds on getting him out uh, is, is slim to none. They're not going to vote against the person that put him in. And Kamala Harris would be as bad as Joe Biden. I mean, his, his judgment all, of the, all across the, the board is not there. And granted, now he's worse off than he was when he took office. That's South Carolina Republican Ralph Norman. So you can forget about the 25th Amendment to remove Biden based upon what he's saying. Representative Norman also spoke about the congressional battle over a border bill. What needs to be, and specifically needs to be in a border bill in order for it to pass uh, the floor of the Republican House of Representatives? Uh, what's, what's needed is a president who will enforce what's already on the books. When he took office, he's the one that stopped the remaining in Mexico policy. He's the one that stopped the wall from being built. He's the one that um, started letting everybody from every country into this into America. Uh, and the fight now is on our soil. What you saw happen in Israel is over here now. So there's not a bill. The only reason this bill came up by the Senate was to give Biden cover uh, to say to blame Republicans when we we wouldn't pass it or even take it up, and it's ridiculous the 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 details in this bill five thousand a day uh, admitted uh, dollars that go to give to uh, an op- even further open the border up the agents are not allowed to do the job that that they should be doing. So this administration just isn't going to enforce it. That is South Carolina Republican Congressman Ralph Norman on America right now with Tom Basile. One of the many great Newsmax weekend shows, one of the many must-see Newsmax weekend shows. That's Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock Eastern. And Newsmax reporter Mike Carter hit the streets of New York City over the weekend asking people what they thought about the special counsel Robert Hur's report on President Biden. While we learn that the president won't be charged with any crimes, is what the special counsel wrote in this report just as damaging? The president willfully retain classified documents but shouldn't stand trial because a jury would see him as, quote, a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. If you're too senile to stand trial, are you too senile to be president? Absolutely. If our president is not capable of having proper mental health, then how is he supposed to run the country? In the last week, President Biden has said he's recently talked to the former president of France, a man who's been dead for 28 years. He's recently talked to the former chancellor of Germany, who's been dead since 2017. And last night, he said that Mexico borders Gaza. What does this say about the president's relationships with some of our closest allies? Honestly, that says to me that he is in the near end stages of dementia. You're from Germany? Yes. (laughs) What does that say about U.S.-German relations? (laughs) Not much. Where are you from? In France. Clearly shows that he doesn't care. This report says that President Biden couldn't remember key dates in his life, like the dates of when he became vice president. 
How do you forget something like that? I don't know. You shouldn't forget that. As a physician, I would worry. If he doesn't know simple things, how is he going to know the more important things that he needs to know? Both of them had documents in their home. Why is President Trump being charged, but President Biden isn't because he's forgetful? At the end of the day, the rules change for everybody, and it shouldn't be that way. In New York, for Newsmax, I'm Mike Carter. Thank you, Mike. Good stuff, as always. Tomorrow in New York, by the way, is a special election to replace ousted Republican Congressman George Santos in New York's 3rd Congressional District. Early voting in the race actually ended yesterday. Republican candidate Mozzie Billup is facing Democrat Tom Swazi, And the Republican candidate Mozzie Billup is really interesting. She's an Israeli-American, number one. She fought in the Israeli army, and she was born in Ethiopia. I mean, a pretty incredible story. It's a very important race, obviously, with the Republicans' thin majority in the House, and both parties are spending a lot of money there. All right, President Biden returned to the White House from Delaware last night. This morning, he spoke at the National Association of Counties Legislative Conference happening at a hotel in Washington, D.C. There's about 2,000 elected officials and appointed officials from counties all across the country at the event. Then later, the president and first lady welcomed the king and queen of Jordan to the White House. President Biden and King Abdullah both expected to speak after their meeting. That will be getting a lot of coverage in the news, of course. And let me go back to Donald Trump for a moment, because you're also hearing a lot today about his NATO comments at that rally, even from some Republicans who are upset with the president's comments. This is exactly what Trump said. I want you to hear it for yourself, not any edited versions or twisted up versions. This is exactly what he said. I did the same thing with NATO. I got them to pay up. NATO was busted until I came along. I said, everybody's going to pay. They said, well, if we don't pay, are you still going to protect us? I said, absolutely not. They couldn't believe the answer. And everybody, you never saw more money pour in to Secretary General Stoltenberg well, I don't know if he is anymore, but he was my biggest fan. He said, all these presidents came in, they'd make a speech, they'd leave, and that was it. And they all owed money, and they wouldn't pay it. I came in, I made a speech, and I said, you got to pay up. They asked me that question. One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay, you're delinquent. He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. You got to pay your bills. And the money came flowing in. And Henry would know this. If I said, yes, I will, you don't have to pay. Yes, I will. Most politicians have said to that, yes, we will protect you under any circumstance. Well, then they're never paying up. I said, no, no, you have to understand. You don't pay your bills, you get no protection. It's very simple. Hundreds of billions of dollars came into NATO, and that's why they have money today, because of what I did. And then I hear that they like Obama better. They should like Obama better. You know why? Because he didn't ask for anything. We were like the stupid country of the world, and we're not going to be the stupid country of the world any longer. We're not going to be. So there you have it. And that comment about Russia and NATO has ignited a 
fire in the news and across the world. And the heads of some NATO countries are meeting today in Brussels. You can be sure they'll be talking about that. On Wall Street, the markets open mixed this morning with the S&P 500 above 5,000 for the first time ever. This week is going to feature more corporate earnings and the big CPI report for January. That's the Consumer Price Index, which includes the price of food and energy, something the Fed pays very, very close attention to. That is happening tomorrow. And then later in the week is the monthly report on retail sales. So we will get a pretty good gauge or look at where things are at. Make sure you stay up to date with all the news all day, every day on Newsmax. It is available on most major cable systems. And make sure you're getting the new Newsmax Plus. Simply go to NewsmaxPlus.com, get signed up for your free trial. If you haven't already done so, it includes all of your favorite shows and hosts and great expert analysis from people like Governor Mike Huckabee, KT McFarlane, Alan Dershowitz, Carrie Lake, Judge Napolitano, documentaries, special programs, and a lot more. NewsmaxPlus.com. I'm Tony Marino. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Newsmax Daily, available on the Newsmax.com website and everywhere else you get your podcasts, as well as the Newsmax Rumble and YouTube pages. Enjoy the rest of your Monday and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.